0: to one, remember the Lord, two, to dwell on what he has done, and three, to give him praise. And so in our time together, I just want us to work through the psalm in that manner, uh, looking at these points as they, they seem to be uh, encouraging us to remember, to dwell and to praise the Lord. So first, uh, remember the Lord. You see, this, this psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving, perhaps better known or better described as a hymn of gratitude. The writer, King David, moves from heartfelt praise and adoration, personal praise and invites all of God's people to remember the Lord. We read in verse 2 Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I'm not sure about you, but it's very easy to forget things. I would have, and I suspect this is the case for you as well, would have forgotten more in my life, or more of my life, than I have remembered it, which is a, an interesting concept which I won't dwell on too long, but I remember, I mean we all, sorry, we all like to think we've got good memories, and our brains of course can remember amazing things, from facts to sights to conversations. We're not all blessed, or perhaps cursed as it may be, to have a photographic memory. And so, it is without a doubt that we do forget things. What we want to remember, though, the things that we've done, the sights we've seen, the the words we've listened to, uh, we want to remember those things. But the reality is, we forget more than we remember. Because Like, who wants, though, to remember those embarrassing comments we perhaps made to colleagues or or friends so long ago? who wants to remember that that embarrassing experience we had in high school or or what it was like to go through puberty again? I mean, who wants to remember the acute grief that we experience when a loved one passes away or the, the pain of a broken relationship. There are some things, of course, that are unforgettable, but at the same time, as time goes on, the things that we wish we remembered, we often forget. And of course, then, there is the negative side of forgetting those things. We find ourselves forgetting names and places and times and dates and even people. And as we get older, this can have an impact on our ongoing quality of life. But here, David's point in this psalm is not a negative one. It is a positive one. It's the encouragement to remember what the Lord has done. Remember the benefits that come with knowing God. And for there are plenty of benefits that the Lord has given us, and then when we remember these things, we are led to praise and adoration and devotion and gratitude to God because of them. This whole psalm could really be a list of benefits, of benefits available to us because we know God. But in verses 1 to 6, King David writes these specific benefits. Do not forget these benefits, the forgiveness of sin, the healing of disease, the redemption of life from the pit, the crowning of love and compassion upon us, the satisfaction of our desires and the righteousness and justice of God. And in the busyness of life it's easy to forget the benefits that come with being crowned as a child of God. These are all ours. They're incredible benefits. They are all ours as the people of God. And this is King David writing, King David, who who the Lord chose uh, from his brothers, his, all his brothers, a poor little shepherd boy that is, is then made king. David who who has an affair with Bathsheba and and, and murders Bathsheba's husband and and is is confronted with that by the prophet Nathan and and sees the Lord's hand upon him and also brings forgiveness for him. This is King David who is saying that. King David who who is also recognised as a man after God's own heart. This David though also writes now, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Evidently, King David even needs to be reminded of these things. Even more so, perhaps, us. And all these benefits that are listed here in verses 1 through 6 are benefits that we see fulfilled through our Lord Jesus. This baby Jesus we remembered only two days ago at Christmas, this God-child we read through the prophets and the writings, this Son of God born to a teenage girl in a derelict town is the one who fulfils all these benefits, provides us with all these benefits through his life and death on a cross. And so who would want to forget these things? Surely not not anyone. We want to remember. It's not about forgetting, it's about we, we need to remember these things, these benefits that come from God. We take photos, don't we, to remember experiences that we've had or places that we've been to. Uh, when we look back at photos we've taken, we, our memories sort of take us back to, to that time, to that place, to those people. We don't want to forget that sunrise or that waterfall or, or the end of that long hike or that animal we got up close to at the zoo or in a safari or, or, or something. We don't want to forget that, that party with friends or that dinner with family, with that person that we met. And so we take a photo. Take a photo as a keepsake to help us remember. This list for us here is a keepsake. It, it's here for us to remember. It's here for us to remind ourselves of what God has done for us the benefits that he has provided us as his children. And not just this psalm, of course. All of scripture is here to remind us, to help us remember what the Lord has done as we are placed in the story of God through history. And so first the encouragement here is to remember the Lord. Secondly, the encouragement is to dwell on the Lord's doing. In recent weeks and months, there has been numerous articles and data coming out that this is a period of time where more people are thinking about eternal things, thinking about their priorities in life, about matters of faith more than ever. Something about this year seems to have sparked that off. I can't imagine what. But, and this is great and in many ways this, this should be the case due to obviously the things that we've experienced this year. Coming to terms with our lack of control, the limits on our own capacity, the realities of living in a broken world and, and the personal reactions we've had in our circumstances have all led people to question, to reflect. This year has been a reminder that there are things, there are greater things going on in the world than either you or I. But on the other hand, it has also been such an exhausting year, overwhelming year for many, that the capacity to contemplate, the capacity to dwell on the Lord and His goodness, well, that's been diminished as well. The impetus, the motivation, the, the inclination to sit with God, to dwell with God, to lift up the things that are causing us fear and stress and worry, well, they, those things alone may well have hindered us from coming and dwelling with the Lord. And here in Psalm 103 we find, I believe, a passage of Scripture that helps us dwell on God as we close out the year. We're encouraged to remember the Lord. We're encouraged to to remember him and giving examples from uh, the writer David here. And and so we remember him, but to take it a step further, we're also given scriptures here that will help us to dwell on who he is and what he has done. You see, as David continues in verses 5 through 12, he dwells on who God is and what he has done. In turn, he helps us dwell upon the Lord as well, naming the character of God alongside the benefits of God. There is a reminder of God's work through Moses in bringing his people out of Egypt, and that leads to statements about God's character. David speaks of God's compassion of gr- and grace, his slowness to anger, his abundance of love in verse 8. And this verse, verse 8, let me read it for you. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. This is such a significant refrain in the Old Testament. It is referred to is first referred to in Exodus 34 verse 6 and then Consequently, throughout the Old Testament, Nehemiah 9, Psalm 86, Psalm 103, Psalm 145, Joel 2 and Jonah 4. And if you ever want or need a short, succinct answer to the question of who God is, well, here is your answer. The Lord is compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. This is God. This is the Lord Almighty. This is who he is. Perhaps dwell simply on that verse for a few moments now. The Lord is compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. You see, this is God's covenantal love. God's marriage promise to his people encapsulated in one verse. God's commitment to his old te- to, his, to the people of the Old Testament and his continued commitment to the new to his people in the New Testament through Christ. This is this is the character of God, of who he is, of the God we follow, the God we worship this morning. And again, we are reminded, I think, of of Christmas. That God has such compassionate love on humanity, compassionate love on people, his creation, that he came to be part of our lives. And in physical terms, this occurred through Jesus Christ of the first century. And in spiritual terms today, this comes through his Holy Spirit. And so when we place our faith in him, we're recognising our need for God and having that met through faith in Christ, then we are receiving his compassionate love. We're receiving his covenantal love, his promised love, as we believe and follow in faith. And so as we close our 2020 and and walk into 2021, may we dwell on this compassionate love of God, knowing that this truth from verses 9 to 12 is for us and for us to dwell on, knowing that he does not accuse us, knowing that he does not hold his anger towards us, knowing that he does not treat us as we deserve, knowing that he does not repay us for the sins that we commit, And nor is he vengeful for us. Rather, he has placed that upon his son, Jesus Christ. And we step out in faith, believing in faith in him. And as a consequence are given those benefits mentioned in verses 1 to 6. Because instead the Lord's love, the Lord's love is as far as from the east to the west. Displayed through a baby boy, our Lord Jesus Christ. So second, I encourage you, and I think the psalm encourages you, to dwell on the Lord. And then finally, the third point, is that this psalm encourages us to praise the Lord, to praise the Lord. I think it's definitely, it's certainly difficult, sorry, to to go through this psalm without recognising the call to praise. The beginning and the end, bookend this psalm, uh, bookend this psalm and and couch this psalm in words that encourage praise. Note how personal uh, David is as he expresses himself. "'Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name.' Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then at the end, from verse 20, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones. Who does his bidding, who obey his word? Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. There's something Deeply personal going on here, isn't there? Something coming from deep within. It's like David is willing himself to praise. He wants to praise God. And he is willing himself to do that. There are times, aren't there, when we have to will ourselves to do something. Whether it's uh, willing ourselves to do the chores around the house, the work required around the house, or trying to work through our own emotions in lockdown during a global pandemic. Here David sounds like he is willing himself to praise, like a a marathon runner, willing herself to the finish line. so too King David seems to be willing himself to praise. But often praise and encouragement and thanks don't come so easily for us. Often we can be so consumed with our own self, our own problems that we have to deal with, our own issues, that we soon forget to fall, uh, or we soon forget or to fall out of that habit of praise, of thankfulness, of, of gratitude. And here we get the sense that David, writing, I, th- I believe, in reflection after years. of experience. He is willing himself again to praise God, to remind himself of the benefits, to praise God again for who he is and what he has done throughout his life. But David realizes all that God has done for him. Not only for him personally, but also for the whole of humanity. He remembers God and all his deeds and dwells upon them, dwells on the actions of a compassionate God who, who then draws him to pro- towards praise again. And so as we close, I want to strongly encourage you this morning to remember God, to to, to dwell on God and to turn and praise God this week. It's certainly been a tough year and uh, you may have taken the opportunity throughout lockdown or in a quieter period of your life this year to spend more time with God. But in conversations I'm having with people I am finding that the majority have not, that in fact this year has been so overwhelming and our capacity has been so full that at times we have neglected to come to God and sit with him and dwell with him and I'm not wanting to put something else on your shoulders this morning uh, I, I hope that this would come as a natural response to to following God and who God is and and I hope that is the case but i I wonder whether the challenge for us out of Psalm 103 is is to actually carve out a period of time to sit and dwell with him, with God. If you're one who is in the habit of doing so, then of course I encourage you to continue to do that. But if you're one who hasn't sat sat with God in a while, who, who hasn't opened up the scriptures read and thought of the things of God in a while, then I'd encourage you to do that uh, this week or over these next few weeks as things have slowed down and uh, people are perhaps on holiday or at least you get that vibe even if you are uh, working. Take 30 to 60 minutes. uh, Open up a psalm, maybe even this one that we've looked at this morning. Write down a few things that strike you as you read through. Pray about what is on your heart. Lift all those worries and fears and and frustrations up to God and and let him hear them and and let him take them off you. And sit there and dwell for a period of time, perhaps something you're not not used to, and, and dwell on the compassionate God that we follow, who is slow to anger and abounding in love. Because when you do... And experience tells me this as well, that well the Lord will meet you where you are and will sit with you there as well and and will draw you towards praise just as David has been drawn to praise here. In some ways this may mean that you need to will yourself to dwell on God, will yourself to to pray and, and to praise God like David too but it will do your soul, it will do your soul and your life much benefit in doing so. And so I want to encourage you to do that uh, this week or the next couple of weeks. Carve out that time and, and remember the Lord and, and dwell on the Lord and, and turn and praise him. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together this morning and we want to lift up, uh, the, the things that, that, that are worrying and that are fearful, that are are causing us anxiety at the moment. We want to, want to lift them up and give them to you as we know that they have been, um, uh, they have been given over to you for, uh, you to carry and not us. And Lord, we we want to thank you, of course, for this time of year where we remember your son and it is he who has taken uh, the burdens from us and it is he who has given us these benefits that we have have read, that we have heard this morning, that he has forgiven us and healed us and redeemed us and, and crowns us with love and compassion. Lord, we want to thank you for all that you have done for us as your children. And Lord, as you remind us in this psalm, Lord, may we remember you, may we dwell on you, may we we praise you. And Lord, we pray that we may do that this week and that you you lead us in doing that as we sit with you. So we lift up our thanks this morning, our gratitude to you and of you this morning. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.